1: Right now, though, you heard Eileen talk about it in the newscast. And uh, it's news that U.S. President Donald Trump is, well, there's reports that U.S. President Donald Trump is looking at preemptively issuing pardons to members of his family and others in his inner circle. Uh, All of this before he leaves office next month. Now, all of this is according to some reports from ABC News. Now, multiple sources say that list includes his sons, his daughter, and her husband trump has already pardoned michael flynn his first national security advisor who pled guilty to lying to the fbi about his contacts with a russian official global washington bureau producer reggie cicchini joins us this afternoon reggie welcome back to the show good afternoon It sure seems that there's a whole lot more uh, questions than answers at this point with this story or, or these reports
0: yeah, absolutely, uh, and uh, it comes from the fact that, yes, in a lame duck term, uh, a president oftentimes kind of flexes his pardon muscle uh, because uh, there is just you know so little time left in his administration uh, and his political capital I- is running out, but potential pardons for his family members is running up against uh, a potential legal question here uh, as to whether a president should be offering a, a, a pardon to someone who has not been convicted of a crime, who hasn't committed a crime and whether he's trying to simply create a shield for if this person was to create uh, to, to be convicted of a crime in the future, uh, which, which really isn't kind of what's allowed under the scope of a pardon. So it really is kind of a confusing situation that the president is putting himself into here.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are confused about. I mean, first off, um, do you do you have to um, have committed a crime to get a pardon? Do you have to admit guilt to get a pardon? What are the rules around all of that?
0: yeah i was talking to a constitutional law professor earlier today uh and, and they made it very clear you can be pardoned from something if you have been convicted of a crime or if you're in the process of being charged by a crime and something can be commuted uh this is what we saw happen with michael flynn uh there were charges against him this is what we saw with roger stone charges against him but if you haven't committed a crime uh, it's hard to see how you can be pardoned of something that you never actually admitted guilt to or were found guilty of. Uh, And that's where we find the president's children right now. That's where we find even the president himself. Um, So so there are legal questions as to what the president's ultimate goal here is.
1: There have been preemptive pardons in the past by previous presidents, hasn't there?
0: There has been. And it it, it links to, uh, you can go back to Richard Nixon. But Richard Nixon Mm -hmm. was also in the process of being impeached by the House Uh, For the Watergate scandal the the, the issue is is that he resigned before that impeachment uh, and those political charges could be held against him Uh, But you know had he stuck around had he not resigned uh, He would have been impeached and and uh, and he would have then been kind of pardoned for it But again, you know the president is looking to pardon people where crimes may not have been committed or at least charged yet Um, So it, it really does you know kind of potentially set a bad precedent going forward
1: well, it certainly has a lot of people asking a lot of questions, like what, what is, you know, what are we potentially trying to, um, you know, shield the children from? It's, it's, it's really something else, to be honest with you. Now, these these documents that came out um, what yesterday, they were heavily redacted. What do we, what do we know about these documents and what they said?
0: We know very little uh, about mm. these documents, uh, or at least what's contained inside these documents, other than uh, there were allegedly people within uh, or acting as lobbyists uh, towards White House staff to be able to uh, essentially, you know, pay for a pardon or or offer a bribe Mm. for a pardon which obviously is illegal we don't know who it was we know uh, from justice department uh, officials that no kind of sitting current administration officials were targeted or investigated Uh, so it does leave open a kind of a big question as to who was involved with this but again it is so heavily redacted that it simply is offering up more conspiracies.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I guess to follow up on that, of course, a pardon has to come from the president. But do we know? I guess we don't know because of these documents. Um, did has it gone to the president's office? Has, has was you know his name has you know the the office of the of the president been named in these documents? No, and that's
0: where the problem with these documents uh, and their kind of uncovering uh, has really led everyone now is because there's so much information missing from it uh, and the fact that the president's name is not included or at least is potentially redacted, uh, it's unclear where this actually went and if it's actually still uh, a current investigation being looked at by federal prosecutors, again, way more questions uh, than we would have expected from this.
1: You know, there's going to be a lot of people saying that this is just another smear campaign um, against uh, the president and, and the president's family. I mean,
0: look, it, it's potential here, but the president uh, is, 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 you know, more or less inviting. Uh, this kind of criticism in by the fact that he has been walking around the White House asking uh, about pardons for his children, asking uh, even about pardons for himself, with, which obviously opens up an entire new uh, legal can of worms here because no president has pardoned themselves before, uh, simply because th- there's nobody to, to be able to scrutinize anything that the president uh, could potentially be absolving himself from. Uh, and it also opens up a door down the road to whether or not a president could then be elected, uh, you know, subvert the law Law and the kind sort of justice, and then kind of wipe their slate clean before they leave. There, there, there's no precedent for it, um, and it opens up legal questions.
1: Man, the the questions and uh, the confusion and the debate just continues uh, swirling around uh, this president. Did want to get to this, Reggie. I know, yesterday the U.S. Attorney General uh, William Barr told the the Associated Press that the Justice Department was unable to uncover widespread voting fraud that could have changed the 2020 election outcome. I mean, I think a lot of people were surprised to hear uh, William Barr say that. What's the fallout been on that front,
0: Well, look, I mean, first and foremost, Attorney General Barr still has his job. So uh, it it obviously hasn't rattled the president all that much as of yet. But the press secretary earlier today said you know, if personnel changes take place, we will all find out. So we all know where this could potentially go. Uh, But it does follow the line of other Republicans around the U.S., notably secretaries of state and notably from Georgia, who have been pushing the same line, saying we're not towing the president's line. There has been no fraud. Donald Trump lost this election uh, and and Joe Biden won it with 80-plus million votes. It's worth pointing out in the last couple of minutes here, Jalen, President Trump has put out a 46-minute video on Facebook Uh, inside the White House, a taxpayer-funded video that is simply 46 minutes worth of lies where he is again pushing baseless conspiracies uh, of fraud. Uh, And this is something that we don't anticipate to go away in the next seven weeks before inauguration.
1: In seven weeks. All right, Reggie. Before I let you go, what is the latest when it comes to um, the the, uh, the the countdown to when the electoral college meets? I think Wisconsin and Arizona. Yesterday, um, they um, th- there is some things happened there yesterday when it came to the vote count. Where do we stand on that front?
0: Yeah. Look, the, c- the certification of votes and the determination of a winner in the battleground states is now over. Uh, and while there is still an opportunity for the president to pursue a legal path, that path really is so winding and there really is no end to it, um, that the president is looking at an Electoral College defeat uh, in about two weeks' time, uh, especially with the fact that the states that hold the most Electoral College votes have mm-hmm. certified and they have put it in favour of Joe Biden. So even though we have a new administration coming in in seven weeks, we are not going to hear the president concede. We are going to see these uh, these lawsuits continue to move forward and we're also likely to see the president now rerun in 2024 with aid saying that he likely could file those papers on the same day that joe biden has inaugurated
1: yeah that's what i wanted to ask you before i let you go i know that there was i think there was a a christmas gathering or a holiday gathering at the white house in the last couple of days and uh, there was there was talk uh there's uh reports of him saying yeah 2024 let's do this what do you know about that
0: yeah look he said it to that that christmas gathering last night the white house didn't push back on it today but it also simply wouldn't be expected the president filed for his uh his campaign that he just lost essentially uh the day he was inaugurated in 2016 so this would follow a pattern it would pose problems within the republican party though a number of his allies are looking to become president uh four years from now somebody like the Secretary of State, someone like Nikki Haley, it's going to be difficult for them now to try and break out of the stronghold the president's holding on this party if they have to try and run against him. But we also don't know what President Trump's play is going to be over the next four years if he'll simply just become a forgotten element of political history uh, as the years kind of tick by.
1: Yeah, I don't suspect he's going to be a forgotten element, and I suspected that he's going to have a finger on things for for years to come. It's going to be uh, fascinating to watch. Reggie, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. You betcha, Reggie Cicchini checking in from Washington. He is the Global News Washington Bureau producer, and and we've talked about that on the show about uh, whether you love President Trump, whether you hate President Trump, or you're somewhere in the middle about uh, the legacy that um, his presidency is going to leave, and and not just on. And I'm not just talking about politics. I'm not just talking about uh, the things that were put in. place place or, you know, dismantled uh, during his presidency, whatever it is. But just the way politics has been done over the past four years, and we've talked about this a lot, haven't we? I mean, let's be real. Six years ago, when uh the president uh then you know said he was going to run and uh, one of the things that people loved about him at the time and still do for the most part those who are are supporters of of president trump is that he says what he wants when he wants uh whether it's right or wrong but he presented himself different than uh, so many other politicians and you know i i don't think that we can understate um again <laughs> right or wrong i mean to me i think um there has been I think that there needs to be, and I've always said this, there needs to be more honesty from politicians. I would love to see politicians stop talking BS. I would love to see politicians stop sticking to their their talking points. But I also believe that there is a fine line of when you're in a role of whether it's the prime minister's office or the premier's office or the president's office about – you know, having some respect and being presidential or being prime ministerial or 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 holding up or holding up um, what that office is, and I think it's fair to say that over the past number of years, and not just out of the United States, here in Canada as well, right here in Alberta, that we have seen that just gone down. Uh, the wrong path it has you know you look at some of the communications coming out of the premier's office some of it um, you know uh, some of the language that is being used um, I I find it appalling that it is coming out of the premier's office I find um, I find the talking points the the lack of answers coming from um, the prime minister Oftentimes just appalling. And 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 the ministers. It's one of the reasons why. Um, you know, I, I, I really tend to not have a lot of time to have politicians on the show because we get just talking points. And I know, and you know, my friends, that you want to hear the answers. And of course, sometimes we're not going to get that for whatever reason. So, in a way, I can see. Why, um, years back, when he was when the president was telling it like it was, why it did appeal to to some people. But let me just you know preface that by saying, I, I also believe that when you're telling it like it is, it has to be the truth. And it, ha- it, it can't be uh, lie upon lie, and it can't be um, you know uh, made up, manufactured, and that goes straight across the board. It goes straight across the board. I just, I, 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 hmm. I think we're a long way um, from maybe what it was before maybe and maybe i'm wrong i'm just kind of spitballing here you guys because i think that i think social media has changed things i think the 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 24-hour news cycle has changed things all i wish is that um people in elected elected office especially those at the highest rank would act uh more um as if they are in those positions, and certainly that their their teams around them uh, would as well.